When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is Steve Cooper staying at Nottingham Forest or is he about to be axed? Welcome to your Forest News with the latest on what's happening with the manager. Good morning, good evening, or good night. Hope you guys are well, and welcome to your latest Nottingham Forest news. In today's news, we'll give you all the latest on Steve Cooper. Is he going? Is he staying? Is he in? Is he out? Is he shaking all about? We'll also tell you about some of the transfer strategy that looks like it's going to happen at Nottingham Forest over the January window, especially involving all the low knee signings. If you're enjoying the content, please don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe to Forest Fan TV if you're new. Let's jump into this and we can only start, of course, yet again with Steve Cooper. Okay, so let's talk about the latest Steve Cooper update. And as things stand at the time of recording this video, he is still in his job. I mean, that's a given. But what is being said and what really is coming out of the club is the most important thing. Well, at the moment, it has been radio silence from Nottingham Forest since after the Spurs game. Usually there's a few tweets here and there, a couple of pictures of the players and what have you. Either they've broken up early for Christmas or there's a lot of discussions going on behind the scenes. And what are the journalists saying as well? Yet again on that front, it's been complete radio silence. So let's talk about the journalists side first because the journalists are scared. The mainstream media, they are scared to report one way or the other on Steve Cooper. Why? because they've been burnt so many times about it. After the Leicester game last year, they were reporting that basically he had hours to go, and then he got given a new contract. And then again, after the Leeds game towards the end of last season, they were all reporting that Steve Cooper is done, and then he gets back by Maranakis. And yet again this season, a few games ago, the word out on the street was that he is done if he doesn't win his next game, and he still survived. So from a journalistic point of view, their reputation is semi in the mud when it comes to Steve Cooper. So I don't expect any journalists to come out and be brave enough to try and be first out with the news. And what we do know is from the, gen from the actual club is that Maranak has first started having his anger and his doubts on Steve Cooper after the looting game. That two-all draw, that capitulation in the last 15 minutes was enough to trigger Maranakis to sack Cooper pretty much then and there. But since then, he has kind of simmered down and he has decided to be patient. Now, with the club being silent, 
with the club being silent, let's move on to that side of it. What does that tell you? It tells you two things. It depends which way you want to look at it. You can look at it as it's business as normal. Why must the club give us a Steve Cooper update every five minutes? Do they have to tell us, you know, where he is at 12 o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock? Of course they don't. But at the same time, the unrest and the wondering is there, not just in the fan base, but in the general sporting world itself. So do I expect a club statement on this? No. But what's interesting is what's coming out from Greece, because Greece obviously connected with Maranakis are now saying that Steve Cooper will be given until the end of the month to see out the Christmas period, basically until the Manchester United game on the 30th. And once that's happened, a decision will be made. How, how do I read this? Look, I think that's probably the correct stance on this. Why? Because most managers, if they are going to get sacked, get sacked on the Sunday or the Monday, more so on the Monday. And it's usually done by like 10 a.m. The old corner flag um, tweets come out on social media, etc. And that's how you know the manager is done. There's also usually a huge buildup into it. I mean, if we look at the one example from this year of a Premier League manager that's been sacked was Heckingbottom from Sheffield United. And that was done on the Monday, but it wasn't announced until you had the likes of Sky Sports News, TalkSport, everyone else really ramping it up because there was certainty on that. We haven't seen any of that today from any, any of the mainstream media outlets. So Cooper going today looks very, very unlikely. And if he gets through Monday, then he's here till Bournemouth. It becomes silly then to disrupt the training routine, the build-up into the Bournemouth game for Saturday. And if he gets Bournemouth, as I said on the stream yesterday, then subject to him not getting slapped, like 4, 5, maybe even 3-0 against them, then the Newcastle game is a couple of days later, and then the Manchester United game follows that straight away. So if you Cooper out, well, you're going to have to be patient. If you Cooper in, well, you've been bought probably another week or two with Steve Cooper at the helm. But what do I think of this? I still revert to what I said a week or so ago. If you Cooper in or you're Cooper out, the stability of the club is way more important. And uncertainty does not bring stability. So I still think, although they are under no obligation to do it, that Forrest should be coming out and piping up one way or the other and saying whether or not Cooper is in a job. Now, I still feel this is kicking the can down the road because what happens if we do lose to Bournemouth and then we draw to Newcastle, then lose to Man U? You've basically thrown away potentially nine points or, you know, I'm not saying we're going to get nine points, but that kind of measure. And then the other argument I'm hearing a lot of is, well, these are tough games for someone to come in on. You can't expect someone to come in against Bournemouth or in good form, Newcastle away, which is one of the hardest away trips, and then Man U. I mean, well, who knows what you get with Man U. Let's wait till January and give him something a bit easier. Well, looking ahead to January, we have two Premier League games, one being Brentford away and the other one being Arsenal at home. So it doesn't get much easier. In fact, I've looked through our fixture list. And I'm telling you now, I can't see a run of potential games where Forrest could go on a W run. And that in itself is worrying. And then you've got AFCON. You've got AFCON to come in on all of this. With Forrest losing up to eight players, depending on fitness, that's, you know, nearly a third or a quarter of our squad. 
that we're going to miss out on. Does any manager want to walk into that? And then how far is going to cope? And to add on top of all of that, Ivan Tony's ban gets rescinded four days before Forrest play Brentford. And on top of that, he's linked heavily with Arsenal. And if that's done before the end of the transfer window, Forrest may end up playing against Ivan Tony in back-to-back -back Premier League matches. Am I cheering you up at all? I don't know. But my question to you guys is how do you feel about this whole situation? Do you just want to know or are you happy for the can to be kicked down the road? But so far, and from the Greek reports that are coming out, Maranakis has given Cooper until basically the end of the month and the Manchester United game. How do you feel about that? Let me know in the comments as always down below. All right, let's move on and talk about our low knee signings. And that, of course, is Santos from Chelsea, Montiel, the right wing back. You got Tavares from Arsenal and Origi as well. Those are the four loan signings that have come in from for Nottingham Forest. And there is talks that all four of them will be leaving in the January window. Chelsea are vexed at the lack of game time for Santos. And Arsenal are now starting to put feelers out there that they're annoyed with the lack of game time for Tavares. Montiel, his parent club, are thinking, are panicking more so than annoyed, thinking he's going to end up back at us. And we thought we'd be able to sell him off because obviously there was an option to buy with Nottingham Forest for Montiel. And then Origi, man, he's raking in 120k a week for basically doing nothing apart from looking pregnant in the team photo. So, have these loan signings been disastrous for Forrest? I mean, I'll leave you guys to answer that in the comments down below. But I just think they haven't been used. And we've seen it before with loan signings in the Premier League with Forrest. The likes of Bade, who didn't get a sniff last year, and then goes on to win the Europa League in the same season. We've seen so many issues with the potential of these players. I think Montiel is a decent player. I think there is legs in him. And Forrest should utilize him. I know Nico Williams has come into form, but personally, I'd probably play Nico Williams at right wing in a 4-3-3 formation and get Montiel at a right back in a at right back in a four-back formation. But in terms of Tavares, I said from the second we were linked to him, no, thank you very much. He's utter crap at left back. Again, you'd probably be better off using him as a left winger rather than on the defensive side of it. And then finally, Origi. Again, at the time, I said Batshuayi would have been the better option. Origi lives off those couple of um, cult hero moments that he had at Liverpool. So you could argue, though, forget how I feel or you feel about them. Let's look at the evidence on the pitch. And the evidence is damning. Either Cooper didn't want these signings, and it's clear on some of these ones that they weren't for him. But why does he have to be stubborn about it is my question. He's been given these players. Managers from other clubs who are begging and crying out, look at Palace, we need more signings is what their fans are always saying. But when a club like ours is being given these players, why is it okay for our manager to be stubborn about using them? Now, I'm not saying they should be getting in the team. Out of those four, I probably would say Montiel and Santos would be the two that I would have expected to at least float around regularly in the first team squad, not necessarily the first 11. But the point is here on this. If all four of these go, and I expect most of them too, this is another indication that Forest are going to struggle to have a big January window. 
All the talk at the moment is Forest need to buy a striker and maybe another goalkeeper. Oh, by the way, we need a couple of wingers. I will tell you for a fact right now, Forest don't have the money, or should I say the leeway to do that when it comes to FFP. How do I know this? Because if you look at the summer deals, if you look at how much we had to hold out for Brennan Johnson to be sold before we could get those last few transfers, Forest weren't that haphazard or panicky on the last day. The problem was that money needed to be released from the Brennan Johnson deal to um, allow us to stay within FFP and to allow us to get the likes of Sangare, Callum Hudson-Odoi, all those other ones that came lastminute.com. So Forrest won't be splashing out that much. And we know Nino looks set to be coming to Forrest for six million. So how much money realistically do you think there's going to be to spend on this, this shiny new striker that everyone's crying out for? I don't see it happening, but I do see it happening as a loan deal. And that's why I think it's imperative that if these four players aren't used, and if there is the clause in the contract for them to go back, then if they're not going to be used, they might as well go back and be replaced by players that could potentially get into the team, especially with everyone we're losing towards the Af for the AFCON tournament. So I'm being realistic about this January window. I think we need to see more exits than people coming out in. And the ones that are coming in need to be surgically kind of recruited into the right positions and used, and the money will be tight. Look, I know this video is probably coming across as a bit of a downer. It's not all doom and gloom. At the end of the day, we're still not in the relegation zone. We still have a five-point cushion, even though Luton have a game in hand. But what I do know for sure is something has to give, and something has to give sooner rather than later. The longer we kick the can down the road, the closer we end up to Big Sam. And that is my worry. Hope you've enjoyed the video. Get all your thoughts in down below. Hit that like button if you haven't already. Tonight, we got beat the drop for you at 7 p.m. Let's hope there's a few gloomy other sets of fans out there apart from us right now. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you then. Come on, you Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.